Blog Talk Radio. Connection One Us with Reverend Arlene Cahet and Reverend Harielle Bailey. Arlene, mm-hmm. are you ready for today? Yes, I'm ready for today. Are you? I am so excited to talk to people about turning their relationships into a spiritual union. I am so excited that I first want to read this quote, and it goes, Each gifted man needs a gifted woman to help him to fulfill his objective, destiny, and purpose in life. The male and female should be of one mind in doing the work of God. That's by Anonymous. That is so powerful, Arlene. You know why? Why is that? Why is that? Because it says in there, that the man needs the woman and that you have to understand the energies of male and female. You have to be of one mind in doing the work of God. You know, people get into relationships and God is not on their mind. I can't disagree with you there. I can't disagree with you there. Um, and also in our work, we we do teach people techniques on how to bring that into it, that bring that into their experience um, with various techniques on how to join up uh, on a spiritual level. Uh, with, and one of the most immediate ways that people can do this is to actually go ahead and start the process of praying together and making that a part of a practice in order to have more of uh, equilibrium where you both are growing together because, it, you know, there's that old saying that the the family that, you know, prays together stays together. Well, then so, what if I'm not a holy roller? What if I'm not in the Christianity or Buddhism or any other kind of religion? What if I ain't down for all that? So you you saying that, you know, that you teach that we should pray together. I, I ain't trying to pray together. I, you know, that's not me. <laughs> so what do you say to a person like that? Because you got to understand there's a lot of people just like that. So what do you say to them? Um, I would say to them how important is growing together, how uh, growing together, you know, growing together is to them. How important is the the love relationship? What is it that they're truly looking for? If they are truly looking for unity, they are looking for harmony, then I'm not encouraging them to actually pray to uh, pray to um, any particular, you know, or get themselves involved in any particular religion, but actually having a practice where you and your partner are engaged with each other, looking each other in the eyes, allowing each other to just uh, touch and be with each other and and just allow themselves to connect. Uh, you know, I'm not suggesting that you have to give it a name, Um if uh, if you are not down with, uh, you know, going the holy roller type of way, and I'm not actually suggesting that when um, people when people when I make the recommendation that you should that in order to create a sacred union that you need to to follow any particular doctrine. Okay, now you said a whole lot there, and I want to mm-hmm. go back to what you said. Okay. You're talking about if you know what you want in a relationship. How many people really know what they want in a relationship? People have a vague idea, you know what I mean? And that idea is constantly evolving. 
Sometimes it's revolving, like a revolving door. When you met this person, you wanted this. When you met that person, you wanted that. So, I mean, we got to meet people where they are, Arlene. We, we talking this wonderful stuff, but that's for a more established person. There's going to be very few people on that level. We got to go get them where they are. Where they are is I saw a big button, then I smiled. I stepped to her, and I threw some of my best lines at her. She was feeling me, and then we hooked up. That's what's real for a lot of people. Now, do I care about her wants, needs, and likes? I care about helping her feel my wants, <laughs> you know, so that I can get my needs taken care of. And in turn, you know, if it's right, then I'll take care of her needs, at least my idea of what her needs is. And so you're talking about, you know, staring into somebody's face. I ain't trying to stare into nobody's face. You know, come on. You, you got to meet me where I am. So I, I'm asking you to come on down here to the streets. I'm asking yeah, you to okay. come on down here to where the majority of the people are who are in a relationship, and they saying they need help because it's easy when we get the ones who, yeah, I know what I want in a relationship. You know, I've been dating for a while. Or I've been married once before. I know what I don't want because I've been down there, and we've been together, me and my partner have been together for, you know, six months or whatever or a couple years, and we're trying to make it work. Those are the easy ones. But what about the ones who aren't there, the ones who, like, you know what, I want a relationship, but I don't know what's going on. Every time I hook up with this girl, it's always something. She drives me crazy. You know, they just ain't right. Women just ain't right. Or for the women who saying, you know, men are crazy. Uh, men ain't right. You know, I can't find the right man. So we got to go to those people because that's going to be a bigger pool than the than the easier ones. So what do you <laughs> say to them, Arlene? You know, let's take it to the streets. Let's get real with it. How do we help those people? have a spiritual union? How do we help them develop their relationship to a spiritual union? Oh, well, I would say that the first place that they need to start is, uh, you know, I just asking the question, well, what is the pattern that keeps showing up in the relationships that I'm having? What are the, you know, and if they're if they're all crazy, then if if that's the one variable that seems to be the same, then you have to start. At, then you start asking yourself, well, why is it that I? What is it about this particular person, um, I, or type of person, and why am I attracted to that? Why is it that that? Part, you know that why is it that you you know you want to get with that type of person, especially if it shows up as a pat- pattern and as you begin to ask yourself the, the ask yourself the question um, then the the answer tends to you know come up and reveal itself um, did was there somebody from your past that that they reminded you of um and what was what was it that you grew up around? What was your example of the of the relationship uh, relationships that you were seeing when you were growing up? Uh, it just to get to that place of understanding yourself better, because once you understand yourself better and why you are attracting this person or why it is that you have that particular pattern showing up, and then you cross it over with, well, what relationships did I see? What examples did I see? Where did I see this come up Um, with the examples? Then you can start that process of actually beginning to change it and also when you – and also get to that place of recognizing that, oh, this person has this particular – this particular, you know – trait that 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 I've seen before in order for you to go ahead and start breaking that pattern. Okay. And that sounds like a lot of work and I'm going to tell you from a guy's perspective we ain't normally trying to put in all that work. So I'm going to put it down for the brothers. <laughs> all okay. right. Okay. For the guys, the very first thing we need to do is ask ourselves this question. Do you want to be in a relationship? You know, because everything Arlene said is true. But if you're going to do that work, and we ain't really the ones to be trying to put in all that work, not unless we're already invested in the relationship. So we've already been in it for a while. 
So to get you guys where you are, do you want to be in a relationship? Are you tired of just hitting and quitting? You know, are you ready for something serious? And you just having a problem finding someone you can be serious with. Okay? So let's start with that. If you answer yes and you're ready to be in a real relationship, then you got to understand, like Reverend Arlene was saying, there's some changes that's got to be made. There's some things that you got to do with yourself. But you're not going to do that work if you're not serious. You got to think about it. You got to realize that you could be, as many of us men are, caught in the cycle. The environment that we have placed ourselves in allows us to be around certain kind of women. And if it haven't been working with them women, then obviously we need to change the environment that we're in. And we also need to change ourselves. We need to get around, for lack of a better term and for fear of hurting somebody's feeling, but a better quality of women. That's right, a better quality of women. You want women who got something and women who want to be about something, and you want women who are trying to meet somebody who got something, who want to be about something, and they are still a ride-or-die chick. That's right, your girl ain't got to be hood for her to be ride-or-die. So you got to find the right environment, but you got to find out who you are. So you got to start looking within. You got to find out what is it that I want. You know, before you even figure out what your patterns are from your family, what is it that you want? How about doing this? Get a piece of paper, write down your needs, your wants, and your requirements. What do you need in a relationship to be happy? What do you want from a relationship to be happy? What do you require of any woman that you get involved in? Look at that list. Take about two weeks to put that list together. Don't rush. Take your time. Then take a look at that list and think about what you got on there. And think about the women you've been coming in contact with. Do they meet your needs? Do they meet your wants? Do they meet your requirements? Then again, you got to be serious about finding the right woman. Because if you're not serious, this is a whole lot of work, and you're not going to make it to a spiritual union. So you've got to be fed up and tired with the booty calls. You've got to be fed up and tired with the pimp game, with being a player. You've got to be fed up and tired with just running into, meeting, and dating the wrong kind of women. Arlene, we've got a... We're going to open the lines up, and so anyone want to join into the conversation, you know, go ahead and press one on your button. Let us know that you want to get into the conversation. So, all right, Arlene. Mm-hmm. So once we get them to that point and, you know, we've gone down the road or we've got them into a relationship, where are we going to go from there? Well, we start the process of giving them uh, assignments in order to uh, figure out how to get past their patterns how in and start having them do um, activities that will I guess you would say you know get them to understand themselves even on a more deeper and intimate level what do we want them to understand about themselves um just you know um well now that you've gotten to that point of knowing exactly what you you know what your your non-negotiables are uh, did we talk about that yet we've talked about the non-negotiables well we the, did but i didn't use the term non-negotiable non-negotiables yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> i said was requirements requirements okay but so you can explain that it's the same it's the same, yeah. Requirements or your non-negotiables are are those things that if you you know that if they have these particular traits, habits, that you wouldn't even go out on a date with them. They're just automatically cut out of that, cut out of that particular experience. And then you go ahead and you write down your wants. Now, your wants are those things that that you're going to need in order for the relationship to be mean. Wouldn't that be needs? Yeah, that would be needs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm just asking because you say your wants are what you need, but we've needs. got a column for what needs. 
needs, yeah, but what your needs are so that the relationship can be maintained. Excuse me, everybody. Misspoke. So, <laughs> so uh, and making sure that you write every single thing that you could possibly, that you know that that you would need like like say for instance mm-hmm. uh any in any of your previous relationships what is it that you're you know that you would that you wanted I mean, well what what was it that you were needing from the other person or what was well, I want you to give know, us an example of what's okay. a want, what's a need and what's a, and what's a requirement. And, what's a requirement. Okay. and also the lines are open. Anyone want to join in the conversation, go ahead and press one on your button down on your dial to speak to the host and let us know you're interested in joining in the conversation. Go ahead, Arlene. Okay. So um I would say a requirement for me is uh no no smoking um uh, no smoking I, I mean if the person actually has that as one of their habits you know they're just out because you know you don't need to go down that particular road with anybody because you know you don't like that particular that habit okay. uh a need is i am I am a person that requires uh, affection. Now, when I say affection, I'm not necessarily talking about um, having sex, although that's a part of it. But uh, having someone just give me a hug or a reassuring pat on the shoulder, or if I'm in the middle of a conversation with with them, that they, you know, that they would touch my hand. For me, that communicates uh, communicates uh, a level of understanding, and it's one of those things that I know that I need to feel love because I had a relationship that didn't have that before, and it it fell apart because of that 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 particular need being one. Now, uh, as for a want, one of the wants that I have is uh, a partner that is able to give a massage. I'm not it, it would be lovely if they are, you know, if they, you know, have that coming in, but for me it's not a deal breaker. So okay. that's you know, that's what I mean by So what's the know. difference between a need and a want? You want someone who can give you a massage. You don't yeah. need someone who can give you a massage? Help me understand. No, I what's the difference? I, I I would say well the need is something that I know that I need to uh, to maintain the relationship. I mean, I absolutely have to have a person who's affectionate and okay. that will spend some quality time with me. I want a you know I would I would want a you know partner that is able to give a massage but if they're not if they don't have that particular skill or talent um um then I'm not going to you know throw the relationship away because of it it's not something that that I need to have in order for the relationship to be maintained so that's what I that's what I mean mean by that okay so you know, so but let me ask you a question. So, sure. what else do you, yeah? What else do you you know? You asked me the that particular question to mm-hmm. get that person on that path. But mm-hmm. what else do you feel that um, a person would need to do in order to again to create that spiritual union or start that path of creating a spiritual union? Well, I think it's a balance of educating and training the person. Relationships is something that we're not taught how to be in. And so we have to actually go through training, which is why it was so important to start off by asking about the commitment. Are you committed to being in a good relationship? Are you willing to do what it takes? Because let's keep in mind statistics, and we can't believe statistics all the time, but here's one that's been hanging around now for about a quarter of a century, about a good 25 years, that one out of every two marriages end in divorce. New statistics are telling us that women over the age of 60 is now filing for divorce at a greater rate than men. That means grandma have had enough of grandpa's stuff. After all these years, 30-plus years, she can't take his stinky feet no more. She can't take his belching and his farting. She's not going to show him where his teeth is. She's not going to help him get his glasses. She threw. 
at an age when grandpa ain't got much game. He ain't trying to be out there no more. Grandma's throwing up her hands. Women as a whole is just saying we don't necessarily have to have a relationship. We're not defined anymore by a relationship. So, yes, like a man, but eh, we don't need a man. And so we're not willing to put ourselves out there anymore. We're not willing to put up with just any old thing anymore. And so one of the things that people, because it's not a man or a woman thing, but one of the things that people don't understand is that both men and women want to be in a relationship. They want to. But people just don't want to compromise. People don't want to put up with a whole bunch of garbage. So let me educate by saying there are four obstacles to love. And if you're one of those people who are having a problem where you keep getting in relationships and, you know, you're in and out of love, you go from one person to the next, and none of the relationships are working, think about this. Core belief and inner obstacles. This is one of the things that you touched upon. Our core beliefs come from what things that we learned as a child and then things that we picked up and held on to that we actually believe about life and relationships as we've grown older. So think about what your core beliefs are. What is it that you really believe about a relationship? Do you believe that there are no good men out there? Do you believe that there are no good women out there? Do you believe that this marriage won't last or that this relationship won't last or that you'll never find the right one, so instead you settle for Mr. or Mrs. Right? Think about what your core beliefs are. Think about what your inner obstacles are because let's be honest. We, you particularly, because you actually did a speech on this not that long ago, that a relationship is just a mirror. If you're one of those people who are bad-mouthing all the people you've dated or the other sex all you're doing is really talking about yourself. Now, I know that ain't popular and you don't want to hear it, and you're probably saying, no, I ain't. But, yeah, you are. If there's an issue, it's you. Think about it. You've gone from one relationship on to the next, on to the next, and on to the next, and everybody ain't screwing up. No, it's you. You got the problem, so you got to get you right. So that's one of the four obstacles. Another one, and this is a huge one, you're attached to someone from the past. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've come across people and they're still hung up on someone from the past. An ex-lover, an ex-husband, the one who got away, the one who should have got away because they were no good, but you're crazy about them anyway and can't let go. You know, there's a problem when you've got you and her and a ghost of somebody else in your relationship. That ain't right. That ghost need to be exterminated. Call Ghostbusters. Get them out of here. You know? <laughs> you can't have a successful relationship if you're holding on to the past. If you get the ghost of girlfriend's past, Matthew McConaughey, you know, you can't move forward and still be dealing with the past. So, you know, you got to let that go. Understanding men and women energies. You know, very few people understand men and women energies. It's one of those things that completely go over our heads. And more importantly than that is the fact that very few people understand that every man and every woman has both male and female energies. And so we heard, what, about a decade ago, you know, it was a common thing to hear men need to get in touch with their feminine side. No, men, feminine side. Women, you need to respect your masculine side. Understand that you have both a feminine and a masculine side. And if you can't reconcile those energies within yourself, how can you reconcile those energies when you're dealing with other people? Men and women don't speak the same language. You know, understanding the difference in our energies is understanding the difference in how we speak. We're so much alike, yet we're also different. And we focus on the differences instead of the likeness because of the energies. We have different energy patterns, different vibrations, different ways of thinking, different receivers, and so we put out information differently. And if we don't learn how to understand what our partner means and what they're saying, because often, as most men will tell you, women don't say what they mean. Y'all confused the bejesus out of us. But then men, 
don't always say anything. And when we do say it, sometimes it sounds harsh. And so a woman is looking for what he's really saying, and what he really said is what he said. He meant what he said, and that's why it sounds harsh. But you're thinking, he can't possibly be that mean. Hey, he may not necessarily be trying to be mean, but when he weren't saying anything, you weren't happy, and you pulled it out of him, and when it came out, oop, there it is. That's how it came out. <laughs> the fourth thing is understanding the stages of dating. That's right. There are stages to dating. You know, all too often, and we go back to the example I gave in the beginning. I see a big butt and I smile. I step to it and throw down my best lines. If she feeling me, all right, we good to go. I may jump a couple stages. Why? Because my mind might be on experiencing that big butt, if you know what I mean. And if I go there, I done jumped a few stages. How about the get-to-know-you stage. How about we have some pleasant conversation? In the get-to-know-you stage, I can find out if you have all of my requirements. In the get-to-know-you stage, I can start to understand what your needs are while I'm telling you about my needs. And I can get a better feel for if you're going to be right. Because you may have a big butt and a pretty face, but you may just be so, so wrong for me. You may not have any of my requirements except for one. You may not be willing to meet any of my needs at all, and you got all of my wants because I want you about yay high, this big, this thick, and wow, all of that. And so the only column that you're filling up is my wants. Well, once ain't going to get me where I need to be. Once ain't going to be forever. Once is only going to last for a limited period of time. It came with an expiration date on it, you know. Now, you got to ask yourself, is that what you really after? Is it worth, hey, is it worth a good time to be with someone that you know there's an expiration date on a relationship? Or do you really, really want to be in it for a while? So, I mean, that's the thing. You know, we've got to give them a little education, and then we've got to train them how to be in the relationship, what to look for, how to ask the right questions to eliminate this person. That's right, to eliminate a person. When you're on a date, you should be trying to eliminate somebody. This is an interview. This is you incorporated. You are a Fortune 500 company. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. So you can't just let anybody sit in a CEO seat. You can't let anybody be a president of your company. You don't just open your doors up to any old body. You need to be interviewing that person because this is very serious. People end up with broken hearts. And let me tell you something, Marlene. Let me tell you. It can be harder over a broken heart than it can be to kick a cocaine habit. That's from Psychology Today. Can you imagine it's easier to kick a cocaine habit than it can be to get over a lost love, to deal with a broken heart. That's madness. Uh, well, wow. Okay. You've got to show me that report. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, I, I, know, I know of several people um, that I've talked to who are even reluctant to get in relationships, period, because they don't want their heart to to get broken, uh, broken again. That they have entered that what I would call that uh, state or fear, uh, state of fear, in regards to having anybody into their experience. And oftentimes, uh, they will. You know, they will have the perfect opportunity and push it away. It's one of those patterns that Uh that shows up for people from time to time. So, yes, I'm definitely, definitely in agreement with that. But, wow. Yeah, it can be that serious. And, unfortunately, that is what happens. If you get your heart broken one good time where you are like a strung out crackhead. All you can do is think about this person. You can't move on. You just stuck there. You on the lean and won't fall and hit the ground. And people looking at you like, are you all right? And you like, no, I'm joning. You know, you're scratching on your chest. Your eyes are spinning around in the circle and you just fiending. And the right one could just come right up to you and you can't even tell. You don't know. But when you finally get over that, you're afraid to go back into the arena. You know? You don't want to be a love gladiator anymore. You don't want to fight. You just would rather hide. 
And that's one of the biggest problems that we have in relationships. That's one of the biggest reasons why there are so many people who will say, yeah, I want a relationship, but they're not willing to put themselves out there. You know, they did a little work, and they feel better until a relationship comes. And then the relationship gets good. And when it's real good, it's real good. But they're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Because this can't be right. There's no way this person can be this right for me. This just, it's an illusion. Sooner or later, once I get caught up, once I let go, once I fall in love, once I'm all in 100%, then, boom, the other shoe going to drop. And I'm going to end up getting hurt again. I'm going to end up getting crushed. Oh, yeah, Arlene, it's very real. People are afraid to take that step. But then we miss out on something great. And I am not an advocate for broken hearts. I didn't had my share, but I bounced back, you know, because I believe that I am meant for greatness. And like that that quote that I read in the beginning, I am that gifted man, you know, looking for a gifted woman. But I'm here to do God's work. Now, see, that works for me because I'm a spiritual person. And so I say to all spiritual people, you got to understand. No, darn, forget understanding. You got to know. If you claim to be a spiritual person or a religious person, you got to know. God wants nothing but the best for you. You done had some bumps, big freaking deal. Everybody had some bumps. You done had your heart broken. Don't you know your heart was broken so that the right one can mend it, can fill it up with love? You know, you got to be cut into. A canyon has got to be created so that you can love deeper. When you all filled up, you don't have a whole lot to give. You got to be gutted out. You got to have it all ripped out. You got to hit rock bottom in order for God's graciousness to fill you up. Okay. Well, Reverend Harvey, we have one person that has a question for us. So hold on while I bring them on the line. Yes, please. Hello. Welcome. Uh, uh, Would you like to introduce yourself and tell us where you're calling from? Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Uh, did you have a question for us? Yes, I have a question. So I'm 34, and I haven't been in a serious, like you'll call a serious relationship for like approximately 10 years, which is a very long time. And um, mm-hmm. I, I think part of it is something that I'm doing wrong probably I would meet a guy like within one week and if I don't like something I'll say okay he's probably a loser or not worth my time and you know I end up cutting the person off I I don't know if you have any kind of advice for someone who hasn't been dating because I I think like all the rules have changed like I meet them and and instantly they want to have sex, you know, and if I show that I'm not interested in having sex mm-hmm. right now, it looks like, you know, they're they're ready to part ways or something like that. So I'm like, do I need to what? give up the cookies? And I have done that no. too. No. That was going to work and it didn't work either. <laughs> so <laughs> well, here's what I say if if all they're interested in is sex and and they want to part ways and that's not what you're wanting, then don't compromise on on that. Uh they you know because they weren't right for you in the first place. They weren't the type of person that you wanted to be involved with uh in the first place. But have you figured out what you feel that your your not you what well what your requirements are, what your needs are and what your wants are? Have you have you ever done that for yourself? Um I think I always say I have the basic requirements, you know, um, just be honest, hardworking. I don't know if that's too generic or what, but it's very rare that you meet someone who's like, you know, has like that kind of basic stuff, got everything going for themselves, a work, a job, a car, just like basic stuff. And I meet guys who even lie about that stuff, you know. It's it's just crazy to me. And I, I, I get where people say that it's a mirror image of yourself, but 
I don't know if I'm putting all that energy because I'm not looking for, you know, any I, – I like to be treated well. I want to be dated. I want to be courted. And I, I think I am mm-hmm. putting out that energy, but I don't know if there is something else that's holding me back or if I'm putting on some sort of other energy because most of these guys, all they're trying to get from me is sex. And I, I, I go to my barber. I have to leave. I have to switch barbers because they just start coming on to me sexually, and I, and I tell them it's inappropriate, and then they get rude. And I don't even give off that. I I don't think I give off that kind of energy that I um you know just out there just having sex freely that I okay to give it to anybody. Okay, um, hold on, Ali. Let me talk to her for a minute. Carla, can I have your first name, please? My first name. Yes, please. <laughs> okay, just your first Tasha. name. Tasha, Tasha, thank you. We typically like to have you introduce yourself when you come on the line. Tasha, oh, understand sorry. something about men. Yeah, that understand something about men, okay? When I say that what you're getting is a mirror image of you, that's in the relationship. What you're attracting is kind of coming from you, but men is just like if you heard me earlier say, if I see a big butt, then I may step to it. That's how men we're geared. Not all of us, but that's the general concept of a man. So a man sees you, and of course, that's what he's going to go to. And also, like I said, we'll skip a couple steps. When I was going through the four obstacles, one of the things is navigating or understanding the steps of a relationship. Men, we go past that. But then there are a lot of women nowadays. And so when you think about it, you being a woman, you see it from the woman's perspective. You see the man who wants to sex you up. I'm going to tell you, keep the cookies in the jar and put it on top of the shelf where it can't be reached. You don't need to give that away. That's not what it's about. When you're meeting these men and they're presenting themselves to you, they've already disqualified themselves. They've instantly disqualified themselves. But what you need is a relocation of sorts. You need to find a better circle. There are good men out there. You just have to be where they are. There are plenty of men out there who just want sex, but then there are plenty of women out there like that too. And since there are so many women out there, it's Thursday night. It's ladies' night somewhere, and some of them women are going to a club just to meet a man to have a one-night stand. You know, women are doing nowadays the same thing that men are. So when you started off by saying maybe the rules of dating have changed, in the world as we know it, yes. But the spiritual world, the rules are still the same. So if you're in this world and you're messing with these kind of people, yeah, because you've got women who are fast and faster than men, and they will hit you off quick. And all you got to do is like, all right, I got mine. And so it's a cycle of that. You don't want to be anywhere around that. That's not what you're looking for. So the work is done on the inside, and I'm going to let Arlene talk about that, but it's also putting yourself where a better class of men are so that you can run into a man who, one, respects himself. Because any man who comes to you and he just want to hit it and split, he doesn't respect himself. That's why he's treating you that way. So you need a man who respects himself so that he can respect you. Go ahead, Ali. Um. Yes, and also, you know, um, one of the questions that I would like to go ahead and ask you is, well, the the men that you have met in the past or that you have dated, uh, where where are you meeting them? Uh, anywhere. Um, I met one guy in church who was eyeing me, and um, we exchanged numbers, and it took him a week for him to say he's missing me on his couch. You know, it, it just took one week, and I met him through church. Um, it's just random, but it's I don't meet a lot of men because I don't really go out that mm-hmm. much. But when I do, I mean, when I go to the barber shop because I, I go to get my hair cut, I meet them there. Um, I try not to pick anybody up, like, when I go to the bar or anything like that, you know. 
So mm-hmm. it's, it's just all over. Okay. So um, what what I would recommend just to increase the the pool of uh, potentials are if there are any uh, any interests that you have that are truly that that you know that you you can think of that have um, a lot of interest. Um, if there is, say, for instance. Uh, an athletic group that you could join, you can join that. Or if you are interested in spiritual uh, spiritual matters, maybe a meditation, well, maybe not meditation because a lot of women tend to go to that. Um, but, um, <laughs> well, you know, yes, it, it's, yeah, it, that's another story we can talk about, at, we talk about that at some, you know, other point. Um but I know that there there's some men that like uh, um, uh, there's some men that I know that like there is a guy that I know that likes uh, a philosophy club. I would say one of the great, one of the best ways to probably to to start would be to find um, a meetup group. Um, uh, and that's uh, what you would do is you would go to meetup.com and then you input your information about the location of where you're at. And then and then there, uh, whatever your interest may be, just just click in anything that, that possibly comes to mind so that you get the opportunity to uh, be more out there for uh, a different, you know, for a different type of experience than what you've been having. Because I, I guess what you're, what you're experiencing is that you have your certain set places of where you go to, and so you know you may you may meet a person here and you may meet a person there, and they you know they they are not approaching you in a way that you are particularly liking. So, but this is just to give you the opportunity to create a larger pool for yourself. And then another thing that I suggest, and I don't know if you've ever tried it before, but uh, online dating. And and in that particular area, you would be able to disqualify uh, people right off, especially if they put it on their profile that they're not looking; they're just looking to date. Uh, date and they're not looking for anything serious. Well, you automatically disqualify them right there just by looking at the profile, uh, and and just but giving yourself the opportunity to date more, to to be able to go through that that checklist of well, you know, do they do they appear honest? Are they approaching me in a way that's you know highly sexual? If they you know if they are you know what you put down that put down your, you know, when you tell them this is an affront to me, I don't appreciate that. And if that's all you're wanting, then we can just end this right now. Um, or and and go through and figure out if they, if they meet your requirements. Uh, I like to, you know, I ha- before when when I've done online dating, I like to disqualify and make sure that those requirements are kind of known up front. Are they, are, you know, do they have any of those particular vices that I just can't abide by? And then and then start asking the questions of of what you know it, you know what what. Um, for the needs asking asking questions that would draw a uh, answer out of them about what their needs of uh, uh what your if they would be able to answer or respond to your needs when if you were to become involved with them because like like uh, Reverend Harvey had said you're when you're when you're dating what you're doing is you're you know you are you there are yeah, interviewing. You're interviewing them, and you're looking for reasons to just sort of disqualify them. It's just that those particular experiences that you've been having, they seem to be so few and far between, and that's just simply because the pool that you are in is is not so not supplying you with a lot of options. And also, Tasha, you need to get clear. We've discussed. We talked uh, briefly about the needs, wants, and the requirements. When you said that you have the basics, 
Everyone has far more than the basics. And really, you'd be surprised what your requirements are. So many relationships fall apart because people think of just the basics. I want to be treated good. But what does that mean? You're a woman. I'm a man. It's two different things. You know, you get involved with a man and you said you want to be treated good. What I did in the beginning is what you consider treating good. Later on, you're going to say, I changed. And I'm like, no, I'm still doing the same thing, you know, because we see it differently. So what you want to do is you want to get a piece of paper. And as I had mentioned earlier, you want to spend about two weeks working out your needs, wants, and requirements. You don't want the vanilla needs, wants, and requirement. You want Tasha's rainbow of needs, wants, and requirements. When we talk about needs, are you familiar with the five love languages? Uh. No, five level? No, I'm not. Sorry. Okay. There's a test online. It was a book that came out called The Five Love Languages, and you can go to thefivelovelanguages.com, and you can take the online test, and it'll help you understand what your love language is, acts of service, gifts, words of affirmation, touch, and quality time. Reverend Arlene mentioned earlier when she was when I asked her to give an example, you know, she said that she was one who liked touch. It's so find out what that is because that's very important to how you need to be treated. If you're someone who likes gifts and you get involved with a man who doesn't give you gifts, maybe he did in the beginning, but in the beginning he's wooing you. He's trying to get close to you, but he's not really a gift-giving person. Now you're going to continue to expect that, and you're not going to be happy, and you're not going to have an understanding of why. So you've got to understand what do you need to be happy in a relationship. And I mean exhaust everything. You know, on my list of, um, of needs, you know, I'm a quality time person, so I need someone who can spend quality time. I'm a communicator. I need a woman who can talk to me and talk with me, and we need to be able to share ideas and thoughts. You know, So go through everything that you need that would make you happy, and that's why I say spend about two weeks. Your wants. Your wants border on the superficial. You know, on my wants list is how tall I want the woman to be. It's how much I want her to weigh. It's the age range. It's what I want her to look like. It's what I want her to have, a car, a job, her own place. You know, it's those kind of things. Those are on the wants list. The wants is there because this will just make me a little extra happy. But I'm good if she don't have something on here. If she meets my needs and have none of my non-negotiables or have all of my requirements, all my requirements, you know, you can't go with the basics because this is where you start off. Every time you go out on a date or someone come to you, the minute they are disrespectful to you, they violated one of your requirements because you don't want to be treated that way. My requirements is, you know, I require someone to not smoke. I'm not a drinker, so I require someone to not drink. There is an asterisk next to that. If you are an occasional social Drinker, not an always social drinker, but an occasional social drinker, and it's something light like a cooler or maybe a, a Moscato or something like that, then we're okay. We're all right. But as long as you're not a heavy drinker, I don't want to be smelling beer or alcohol on you on a regular basis. Speaking of smelling, it's a requirement, requirement for me that a woman be clean and smell nice. Now, you don't have to smell nice all the time. That's ridiculous. But in general, I want her to have good hygiene and good upkeep. So those are the kind of things that you want to put on there. And it may sound ridiculous, but the more you can narrow it down, the easier it helps when you're out there meeting people. When you go online, you're going to run into a lot of people. And like Reverend Arlene said, you can disqualify them early without even meeting them. But if you don't have your needs, wants, and your requirements figured out, if you're not sure what you're looking for, you just think, I want someone nice and someone who will treat me good. That is so vague. And there's a whole lot that you're leaving out. You know, you can meet that guy who seems really nice and seems to treat you really good, and then he's constantly cheating on you. But when he's with you, you're like his queen. But that was all you asked for. That was what you said you wanted. So go deep. What is it you really need to be happy? What is it you really want them to be like? What is it that you just absolutely positively will not stand for? 
That's the things that you want to work on before you really get started with meeting people. And, yeah, you do want to get out of the pool that you're in. You know, going to the barbershop, the kind of guys that hang out at the barbershop. Barbershop's a great place to go on Saturday for all the latest in sports and men talk. <laughs> you know, but it's rare, not saying impossible, but it's rare that you're going to meet Mr. Right there. Now, there's a whole bunch of Mr. Right nows, and there's a whole bunch of Mr. Wannabe right now. But not a lot of Mr. Right. And Mr. Right usually come, and he's bringing his son or sons to get their hair cut, and then he's taking them back home to his wife and his family. So, yeah, expand your circle. Do cultural things. You know, if you're into, like, the art, go to museums. If you like plays, don't be afraid to go to a play by yourself. You'll find some decent men sitting at a play by themselves. You know, it, whatever your passions are, because one of the things that you want from any man you get involved in is to either like the same things you like or respect. So if you're doing the things that you like, if you have hobbies and you run into a guy there, one of the things you know is that at least y'all have something in common, whatever this event is. Yeah, I Thank know that so was a whole mouth. You yeah, that your mouthful. Okay, you're quite welcome. Uh, but do you have any more questions? Uh, no, I don't think so. I I just think I just need to work on um, what you guys said, especially with the list. Um, and hopefully, I don't hit forty four and still wondering. Why? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's 10 years away, and with one love, one connection, one us, we don't do hope. We make things happen. So you just got to have the right mindset. You've got 10 years. You will not be 44 if you're doing the right things to meet somebody. You know, you put it out there. You trust the universe. You do the work on you that needs to be done, and don't worry about it. When people come, you should be trying to eliminate them. That guy that you can eliminate He's got every one of your requirements, you know, and then he treats you right. He may not have all of your wants, but if he's got all your requirements and your needs, that's the one that you invest your time in. Got it. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you for thank you so much for calling. Thank you again, friend. <laughs> all right. <laughs> And so, Arlene, as we're starting to tick down with time, I just want to kind of get to the end of the spiritual union because we never actually got there. Mm -hmm. For me, and you know this about me because, you know, we do business together, it is very, very, very important for a couple, a man and a woman, to grow together spiritually. I think that's the actual ideal. And so, you know, this was how to develop a spiritual union. If you're already in a relationship and you want to turn that relationship into a spiritual union, you've got to do work. A relationship is like anything else. You think about your job. In today's world, just going to work and putting in your eight hours isn't enough because there's so much that you need to know and understand just to stay competitive in the world. So you have to learn some new things. Relationships are the same way. You can't take your relationship for granted. If you're serious about your relationship, you've got to invest in your relationship. And what does that mean? Learning how to communicate. We teach the communication model, right? Right. And that's hugely right. important because so many relationships don't make it. It's in the top five of why relationships don't last. Communication. How about personalities? You'd be surprised how many people don't consider their personality and their partner's personality when they get into a relationship. It's always so much about the physical that we don't look at what's really important. What's really important is not about your physicality. Oh, yeah, that's all nice and good, but that's not going to get me where I want to be. You know, I'm talking about being with someone who I can connect with and who she helps me grow spiritually and I help her grow spiritually. She helps me deal with my shadow. I help her deal with her shadow. And even if somewhere down the line we come to that point where, God forbid, we have to part ways, 
We can part ways as friends because I have the memory of all that she did to make my life better, and she'll have the memory of all that I did to make her life better. And it sounds like pie in the sky, but it can be done. It can be done if you're willing to put in the work, and that's what we have, people who aren't willing to put in the work. They're not willing to invest in the relationship. So the dividends that they receive is nil. Mm. Now, I, you did say quite a bit, but I think one word that you need to go ahead and explain to to our audience here is the word shadow. So when you say that you're working on your shadow, what do you mean when you say that? Sure. The shadow self is that wounded part of us, that part that we don't like to look at. The shadow self is that part of me, that little boy, the little young Harvey that still hurt from a kid. You know, all the things that I didn't get, the love that I didn't get, you know, feeling safe that I didn't get, all those kind of things. That's the shadow. And the shadow is always playing on the subconscious mind. You know, if you grew up in a single-parent home, there's a big shadow that's there. You know, for women, it's always always the shadow of, did daddy love me? If he wasn't around, then you were raised by your mama. And for boys, if daddy wasn't there, it's the shadow of, how do I be a real man? Am I good enough? You know, and if it's vice versa, if you were raised by daddy, you know, it could be, did mama love me? If she loved me, why would she leave me? Why she's not here? And if it's a girl and you're raised by daddy, you know, it could be you long to be around a, a good, strong woman, to have a strong woman role model, to understand what it's like to be a woman because you were raised by a man who may or may not have did his best but more than likely had to teach you more how to be a man or male energy than female energy. So there's that longing. The shadow is that part of us that we try to hide and that we don't like to look at. It's that part of us that we're afraid of. And when you're in a relationship, relationships help you heal those shadows. Every time you have a big argument, the recurring ones, that's your shadow coming out. You know, when someone says something and they could say, honey, why do you always fix that casserole? You know I don't like it. And what you heard is, see, I told you you can't cook because this is what you got when you was a kid. This is maybe what your parents said or what your siblings said or people close to you. And it would hurt your feelings because they told you you can't cook. Now, your man didn't say you can't cook. He said, why do you always fix that casserole? I don't like that. And, yes, you heard every single word and can regurgitate it back to him. But what you heard inside is you can't cook. He doesn't like your cooking. That's the shadow. That's the shadow. And it is only by saying, honey, let's talk. It hurts me when you say that because it reminds me of when I was a kid and my mother tried to teach me to cook, and she was, girl, you're never going to learn how to cook. You need to just give up. And my brothers used to say, I can't cook. And every boyfriend I tried to cook for, I always messed up. And that's what it takes me back to. You see, that's the shadow. And then a man who's in the right set, he's in that right king energy, he's in that right mind, can say, baby, it's okay. I won't say that to you anymore because I don't have a problem with your cooking. I'm just not a casserole kind of guy. But going forward, I'm not even going to say anything about your casserole because I care about you and I want you to be happy. You, you see, it's, it's, it's hard to get there because we're not willing to put in the work. We're willing to put in the work to know what the sports scores are. We're willing to watch March Madness. We could tell you right now in our brackets who's going to win the NBA championship. But what can we tell us about our partners? What are we putting into that? And that's what's really important, your relationships. And what do you put into that? That's what you need to invest your time and your energy in. All righty. Well said. Well, um, Reverend Harvey, why don't you tell the audience here how to get a a hold of us um, if they want to know more information and about our our workshops and anything that we have going on. All right. Well, Arlene, they can reach us at www.oneloveoneconnectiononeus.com. And also, would you give them that phone number? Because I don't remember it. (laughs) Um, Yes. Um, And I don't remember it, too, so I'm just going to give my number. It's area code 240 
443-2590, and you can give them yours. That's 443-388-0356. And we have an upcoming workshop, so stay tuned. It will be in June. Also, join us again next Thursday right here on the Family Healing Circle when Reverend Jamel Gilliam has the Sacred Masculine Show, and I believe that he's going to be talking about finances And then the following Thursday, I will be back along with all of the hosts of every show on the Family Healing Circle. It's going to be a family reunion on the inner consciousness with Reverend Harvey Bailey, Reverend Arlene Cahat, Reverend Jamel Gilliam, Pastor Cook, and our own Angela Hardy. And then the first Thursday of the month is always Angela's show, Total Empowerment, and then we're back every second Thursday of the month. So be sure to tune in the second Thursday of next month, or better yet, tune in every Thursday. And stay tuned because we'll be on Mondays real soon. Thank you. Peace, love, and blessings, everyone. Peace. Have a good evening.